self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am realizing how important opposable thumbs are also known as calamity red i guess there's a story behind that there is we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show, so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. We have a couple of letters and Reddit posts. So if you wanna, if you see something on Reddit you want us to respond to, you can send that to us too. Please. So this is from Tag, uh, Tag. faithful listener. Been listening for some time. Appreciate you for writing in Tag. The title of his email is Chill. <laughs> it's cucumber lime Gatorade, and it's delicious. It's the best Gatorade. Um, tag. I haven't tasted it, so I can't go too hard in the paint about it. But it sounds disgusting. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You it have to great. love cucumbers, or you and have I'm, to generally mm, like subtle ass flavors molded together. Like I hate when you go. So when I worked my other job, I used to go to these like luncheons, and I hate when people had a water where they put cucumber and lemon in it to like flavor the water so like that's what leads me to believe that i would not like this shit because i hate when people flavor water with fucking cucumber it's a weird ass i don't like it so i just can't imagine that a gatorade version of it would be much better Uh, but again i can't go too hard in the paint because i ain't tasted it so i mean it tastes like it's supposed to taste man it ain't like tasting something it don't taste nothing like what the fuck is supposed to be it (laughs) tastes like what it's supposed to taste like you either like cucumber lime or you don't I mean, it's got a sugar in it. I mean, it's sweetened. It got, you know, electrolytes, whatever Gatorade do to that shit. No. You know, but... I'm good. good All right. We have two Reddit posts from Tag. Oh, I Jesus. can't see the... I, mean, I'm, I haven't read the name. I see one of them is from Am I the Asshole, and the other one is from Relationship Advice, so... Oh, God. Let's go for the Am I the Asshole. All right. Am I the Asshole for ruining game night by telling the truth? Oh, Jesus. A few nights ago, I hosted a game night for a small group of friends. We had all been quarantining and following the proper guidelines in my county. It was only going to be five of us, including me, but one of my friends texted me last minute that she was going to bring a coworker from work, Matt, fake name, fine with me. We started playing a card game where you answer questions about yourself based on the level, level one, two, and three. The question could be extremely surface level, example, what's your favorite color, to something deeper, example, what characteristic of yourself do you not like about yourself? Everyone was enjoying themselves and I was happy with the way things were going. Cue a question I drew. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to go through? Some backstory. My sister passed away a few years ago when I was still in high school. I was pulled out of class and flew immediately to her college and watched her die in the ICU. Needless to say, this is probably the hardest thing I've been through. Three of my friends in the group knew about this. The other two and Matt did not. I didn't want to bring the mood down, so I answered that the hardest thing I've been through was transitioning going to a college in a different state where I knew no one. We were all ready to move on, but Matt immediately piped up and said, wow, if that's the hardest thing you've ever been through, you live an extremely privileged life. (sighs) Everyone got quiet. Now, if he had said it jokingly, I probably would have let it go and moved on. However, the way he said it was in a very condescending and patronizing tone, and I'll admit it, rubbed me the wrong way. 
Instead of letting it go, I said, well, the hardest thing I've ever been through is seeing my sister die in the ICU and having to watch her being loaded into the grave when I was 17. I just didn't want to bring the mood down. If things were quiet before, they were dead silent now. Matt mumbled an apology, but game night ended shortly after. After all my friends left, my friend who bought Matt texted me and told me I was a jerk for making Matt look bad, and what? I could have just let his statement go. I what? do feel bad about what I said and being the cause of game night ending so soon, but I also feel like I was just making a justified statement. Am I the asshole? Fuck Matt. Fuck that nigga. How the fuck are you going to text me? You First of all, you brought this motherfucker to my party without letting me know that you was bringing him. Okay, first of all. And he a nigga that none of the rest of us know. And you bring him in. And not only do you bring him in and the rest of us don't know him. He makes a snide-ass motherfucking comment trying to be smart by the mouth. And then you gonna text me and ask me or tell me, oh, you made him look bad. He made his goddamn self look bad, okay? Matt did that shit all by himself. Because the room was already silent when he said that bullshit. So fuck you and him. I knew that this letter was going to go where the <laughs> friend called and apologized for Matt bullshitting at your fucking game night. Like, Listen, this is your motherfucking house. You a grown-ass man. You can do what the fuck you want to do in your goddamn house with your goddamn game. All right? Fuck them friends. All of them. You can say whatever you want to say. You ain't got to worry about bringing the mood down. You already knew what the game was going to be when you played it. Everybody else knew what the game was going to be when they played it. Why would you have a game that will possibly ask you a hard-ass question that will ask you to, uh, based on level, tell some hardest shit you've gone through, and you're supposed to, like, downplay it? No, that, that's the name of the game. That's the game. Or at least be like, look, man, I ain't going to hold nothing back, y'all. So if, some, if a question come up to ask me some hard-ass shit, y'all better get sad and back happy because that's how the game go. Otherwise, <laughs> we need to play fucking Cards Against Humanity or some shit like that. <laughs> You play Jackbox games on the Xbox or something. But don't bring no shit out like this if motherfuckers don't want to hear the truth about it. And let alone bring some new punk-ass motherfucker named Matt. <laughs> the most generic name you can find in White Boy. That's like the most generic name you can get in White Boy. <laughs> and this motherfucker come out here being motherfucking rude at your house. This is you your house. You a guest in my house. Yes. Have the audacity to say you live an extremely privileged life, bruh. You are not the asshole, sir. Okay, he is the asshole. Fact, you drove a wedge into that motherfucker. You shouldn't even feel bad about that shit. You motherfucking say, bring Matt ass next time because he gonna get this sarcasm in these hands. <laughs> you know. Second of all, don't you bring another motherfucking person over here? Have the audacity. <laughs> if if one of my friends can't understand how one of their friends impacted my mood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder I wonder if the friend that was with Matt knew about that too. You know what I'm saying? And then and like I guess I would have been like, well did you did you ask Matt uh did you get go at Matt about his snide comment towards me? You know, because yeah. for him to say what he said, that was a problem. Right? Me trying to maintain the integrity of game night and the energy of game night, everybody should have known that. Yep. Like, how dumb is a Matt that he can't recognize that, damn, that might not have been the hardest thing he went through, but this may not be the place to talk about the hardest shit you done been through. 
You know, because now he looks like the asshole. It's like you, <laughs> you went at him about this thing, and there was something much, much worse. Now what you gonna? Now you just sitting there looking dumb. You just look like the fucking asshole that you are. You should have just let it roll. And the fact that this friend of yours contacted you talking about you made Matt look bad. You and Matt ain't welcome at my goddamn house no more. How about that? You go over to Matt house and y'all two motherfuckers can sit and do whatever y'all gonna do. All right, don't come back. Don't bring Matt. Fuck out of here. What are you talking about? You made Matt look bad. Bitch, Matt made himself look bad. And he made you look bad, which is probably part of the reason why you upset because you the motherfucker that brought him. So you feeling some kind of way because you look bad for bringing this insensitive motherfucker to the party in the first place. Fuck out of here. You crazy. You're crazy. No. Like, Matt had a lot of problems. I mean, one, <laughs> Matt was a guest in somebody's house. Yep. Second, Matt was uh, meeting everybody for the first time. Yep. Like, these two things alone should be enough to know that maybe you shouldn't make a comment like that towards somebody new. Which means yep. Matt ain't a considerate person in general. No, he's insensitive. Yeah, he's insensitive to do all of that shit with new people. Um, and in a game where you should have the sense to know that shit might not be comfortable to talk about what really is your serious shit. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like Matt deserved to be embarrassed and yep. I don't feel bad for Matt. Nope. And I really, I'm, I'm about mad at you for feeling like not knowing that you ain't <laughs> did shit wrong, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like you really should know that Matt fucked up and that you shouldn't have no remorse. Um, but you know that's friend dynamics. Like if you if that friend that bought Matt is the the closest of your friends in that group, I can understand why you might feel like that. But it would be based off of how that friend responded to it, not necessarily what happened. But yeah, you ain't the asshole. Fuck no, Matt. you're not. And this is the first am I the asshole that I've said that the person is not the asshole. Every other time we've had one from that Reddit, I'm always like, yes, you're a fucking asshole. Are you serious? I feel, like tag, I feel like Tag chose the really uh, a nuanced, yeah, like an even one. Yeah. Not so even, but like on the other side. On the on other the side, side, yeah. Yeah. Somebody who is genuinely the decent motherfucker telling the story. Yeah. All right. The next one is in relationship advice. My abusive husband got surgery to remove a brain tumor, and now he's completely different. I don't know if I should still divorce him. Ooh. I, 27-year-old female, have been married to my husband, 29-year-old male, for four years. We have a three-year-old daughter. My husband was abusive to me from the beginning. He's also quite manipulative and convinced me, who already had low self-esteem, that he was my only chance at love and that I could never find someone better. He also regularly physically abused me. Before the marriage, I tried to leave him once, but he stormed my family's house and dragged me back into his car. He's even threatened to kill me if I ever leave him again. I put up with all of this abuse because I loved him, and he was a handsome, rich, trust fund baby, so everything about him looked good on paper. But about four months ago, I decided I was tired of the abuse and secretly drew up plans to get divorced. Just about a month after that, my husband got an MRI after a head injury, and it showed that he also had a brain tumor. He went into surgery to have it removed. After the surgery, his personality is like night and day. He is more empathetic and compassionate now. He doesn't hit me or yell at me anymore. He's even agreed to marriage counseling, which is something he never would have before. However, my sister still thinks I should get the divorce. She doesn't trust him and is wondering if his new personality is all just an act or if he'll revert to his old self over time. 
My sister said you'll be better off living a life away from the guy who beat you up because he didn't like dinner or the guy who once locked you in a closet for hours after an argument. But he's really like a different person. And it's actually remorseful of his past behavior. The other day he started crying and apologizing when he saw the scar on my shoulder from when he pushed me into a bookshelf. Am I crazy for wanting to give our marriage a second chance? I love him even more now than I did it before. But a part of me still wonders if this is all an act if he revert back to his old self over time. Too long, didn't read. Formerly abusive husband is completely changed after brain tumor surgery. Should I leave him? Um, how long has it been since the surgery? Did she say? It uh couldn't have been that long. Um, four months ago, she decided to get divorced. Okay, so it's not been that long. Yeah. I, you know, so the severity of the abuse that has been described, um that's a lot you got scars you know he done locked you in closets and threatened to murder you and he's been manipulative I you know so me personally in this situation um, I wouldn't trust that it isn't a, a manipulation because this is a perfect opportunity for somebody that is manipulative to use this brain surgery to get you to change your mind about some shit that you was finna do that he might not have been able to get you to change your mind about otherwise. Um, and a lot of times, like, in abusive relationships, there's an ebb and a flow, right? There's the peak of abuse, and then it, like, goes back down the valley, and shit is good, and they're sorry and apologetic, and they're good people, and they're crying, and then you get back at the top of the peak, and you getting your ass whooped again. So I I would not go full force back into oh we just we're gonna be together and he's fixed now. I, I just I you know, I, I would say I guess do some marriage counseling if you you know are really wanting to determine if you wanna stay or not. But I wouldn't trust it personally. Like if I was in this, I wouldn't trust that shit. I just wouldn't. Like Especially with it not have been that much time. And like I said, the ebb and flow of abusive relationships, there is those honeymoon periods. There's all, there are those periods when the person's apologetic and they're sad and sorry. Um, and was the tumor, was that, um, did the doctor say that this was part of, you know, there are, you can't get brain tumors that change your, um, that change your personality or impact your personality. What, was that even something that was said, or are you assuming that that's what it was because he's, you know, behaving better? Like, did the doctor say the place on his brain where this was, you know, is in a place where we know aggression comes from or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, I <sighs> just no, it's a sticky. Look, I would not, I'm trying to be, hmm. I'm trying to be sensitive to the idea of abuse and not invalidate abuse because a person has changed. Um, but I think there's a difference between a person that says they've changed and a person that had a brain surgery and now they're different. Um, in that way, I think that if you're not the kind of person that can separate what a person did to you even if they've changed, you should leave. If you can separate what that past person did to you uh, versus what they are now, you should at least have like tentative, indefinite, you like put those divorce plans on hold until you see if it's a really lasting change. Like, 
I mean, if a motherfucker is willing to pretend to be good for 20 years and year 21, he beat your ass again. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, But so I feel like a person who wants to be with that person who can separate the abuse from the current relationship they have, I think you should at least see if that shit has changed them and, and, uh, and, and pursue that relationship pending if they fuck up again or if this shit start going back, then it's a wrap. But your shit. family ain't shit anyway, and let that man drag your ass out your out the family house. That's <laughs> bullshit, you know. And so, the, yeah, we do get to the side where we we gotta act like. I mean, this get back to a debate that we always have. A person like how much weight does a person changing if they truly changed matter in the in the eyesight of their past behavior. This is severe abuse. What she's describing, and that, so what? What about, what about was, like I'm 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 doing this general. What about severe misogyny that changed, even if it wasn't? What I mean, about severe not, racism? That the conversation that we've had multiple times about that's what I'm how saying. you know. Yeah, I'm on the side. Of, you know, I ain't. But see, you want to have people. Done. You want like if a nigga raise you raise his voice at you a couple of times, it's a wrap for you. Yeah. You know, so I'm thinking no like, you to smack me. <laughs> but you're not one of those people who are will who is willing to separate what a person's done from they change. You know, we are. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. But everybody ain't like that. True, and that's why I said, you know, if he's willing to go to to marriage counseling, they can do that. But I think she needs if she has not had individual therapy to process through all of those abusive because again what she is describing is severe abuse like that's it, it sound bad she got scars on her body from his abusive behavior so like for me it's definitely not something that she needs to just be like oh he's changed we're gonna be together forever like i said i would treat this the same way that you would treat like i said without the brain tumor this happens in abusive relationships where there are good periods, where that person treats you very well, where that person is very apologetic for their action. Like that happens without a brain tumor. So I would say you need to see if this is truly a change or if this is just another episode of, well, we good right now. Cause that happens. They apologetic, they cry, they tell you they're sorry, they'll never do it again, they love you. That happens without a brain tumor. So I just would not be ready to like throw all of the planning that she had made as far as getting out of that situation out the door. I would say go to the marriage counseling, get you some individual counseling, uh, and then just kind of take it from there. But I would definitely not say, okay, we're just going to erase everything because... No. So I'm started reading the comments and everybody in the comments is saying don't give medical advice. Please ask neurosurgeons. But she didn't ask any medical questions. So apparently she's been talking in the comments. And this comment, I'm just gonna read this one because it clearly is I don't really know on Reddit how to get the gist the poster's comments anyway. Mm-hmm. It says, info, this person asked, was it a frontal lobe tumor? Because if so, that would explain the difference and what would point towards a real change. 
Edit. A few comments, and I see it was. The frontal lobe is responsible for personality and aggression. Changes seen with it, either atrophy or with aging or tumors, usually leads to more aggressive and uninhibited, uninhibited behavior. Now, do changes with a tumor reverse when the tumor is removed? I would assume yes, but I'm not a neurosurgeon. So I knew that, too. I mean, you probably knew that, too. That yeah. The frontal lobe. Well, but that's why I was say saying, like, the, yeah. did the doctor say that where this tumor was could have an impact on him being um, overly aggressive and, over, and, and him not having um control over his behavior like okay. him being you know what i'm saying so i i did i said did the doctor tell you this so tell me this yeah let's assume the doctor did tell her that because she didn't ask she didn't ask nothing about the physical she just asked she should she leave him like yeah. whether the doctor told him or not this told her that that's the case or not the question being asked is with all the shit he did to me and me having planned on leaving him, should I still leave him? Well, the doctor's saying it makes a difference to me. But in my case, I just, I would not be able to get past it. I would not be able to look at him. I would not be able to look at my body and see those scars and separate those things out. But let's, I not, be let's not, let's not pretend like you would have been in this relationship for more than... <laughs> however long it took for him to be aggressive towards you the first time. <laughs> sure. Let's not, true. Let's not pretend like you have scars <laughs> not without that. him being dead. <laughs> like, well, this wouldn't even be a question. Young me. Like, I feel like I feel like there was a point in my life where I could have been in a relationship like this. Mate, well, maybe not physical abuse. I feel like I ain't never been about this shit. You can get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I... Again, it's gonna it matters wh whether or not she sounds like she she can move past it. But is that because she's still you know how victims well, she of definitely sound like a battered that what I'm saying. She like needs that. to get some individual counsel because is she accepting of this because she's able to separate the two, or is she accepting of it because she got that battered spouse syndrome where they're forgiving of that person anyway? Like that's what I'm saying. She needs some individual counseling. They need to do some uh, marriage counseling together and then determine it from that. Because just based off of, well, he seems like he's changed. We should just move forward. I think you should go be a little bit more in depth than that, than just the surface. He, he seems like he's changed. The doctor said that's probably what it was. Um, Y'all got some things to, to work out those incidents. And like, your family, you may be willing to forgive, but your fa obviously your family like fuck that nigga. So like, even that's something that y'all gonna have to work through. Like, the the family and how they're gonna feel about it, how they're gonna treat him. Like, y'all need to be preparing and and figuring out how y'all gonna cope with that. Because even if you are ready to accept it and run back into the arms of the one that you love, your family. Um, Probably is not gonna be that accepting, especially not after Man, he drugged me out the house. Fuck <laughs> them. What if, if it what? was a bunch? Of, what if it was a bunch of women? What if it was her mom and her sisters? If like one of them would have knocked his brains loose earlier. <laughs> he would have got the goddamn tumor removed before this shit got to this point. <laughs> Motherfucker should have hit his ass in the head with something. He would have had to go to the hospital and oh <laughs> shit, we see a tumor in here. Let's get rid of that. He could have did this shit three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I'm not going to say, because I don't want to... She said before the marriage. Before the marriage, she tried to leave him, and he dragged him back. They could have stopped these three-year marriage. You married him? <laughs> we ain't worried about her right now. She clearly fucked up on this battle spouse syndrome shit, okay? 
but the family could have knocked his brains loose early in the situation and got well, that checked out. But she might, she might be one of them people who they might have been like, Becky, you, you, you know, you need to leave him. He and she married him anyway. The family might not even came to the wedding. <laughs> the family might have been like, fuck him. Don't do this. If you do this, we're not gonna be supportive. Like we don't know that the family was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know, but she made it a point to say he stormed in my family's house, meaning that it was motherfuckers there. <laughs> she went there by herself, and it would be no point of saying to my family's house if she was just there by herself. Motherfuckers, watch this shit happen. But what if it was like her mom? Well, my mama would whoop somebody's ass, but my mom is like a black mom. This sounds like a white family. I don't know how their dynamics are. I don't know what they do. My I know mama, my mama, if somebody came in her house, tried to drag her daughter out of her house, my mama would lose her fucking mind. Without a doubt, she would whoop somebody's ass. And she is she's stout enough to do it. <laughs> my mama would pray. <laughs> my mama would come outside with her Bible and start praying. And the way I feel, I feel like because of how devout my mama has been and how much of my her life and money she done devoted to Chris, I feel like God needs to just strike that motherfucker, whoever it is. <laughs> I feel like God owe my mama at least one lightning strike that she need in her life. Like he need to just like thunder, motherfucking like Thor's hammer just hit your ass. Mjolnir just hit the fuck out you. Like that my God owe my mama one of them. I don't give a fuck. Okay. So if that if I'm ever getting drugged out my mama house and she come out and pray with the Bible and a lightning strike that motherfucker, I'm going to church for the rest of my life. I got to now. You got to. You got to. I got to. Now. <laughs> so that's I mean, what my mom. I don't know. So, I don't know family dynamics. Like I know black family dynamics. So like I said, my it don't even. It could have been a house full of women. My aunts and them would have whooped his ass. Like they would have attempted anyway. Even if they weren't able to get the best of him, they would have fucking tried. I don't know if white family, the white women and white families do that. I don't know. I don't know their family dynamic. I don't know if they're the kind of women that would be like, get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> or if not. they would be like, oh my god, call 911. Like, I don't know. Apparently not. But this, I mean, but either way, if we whittle this all the way down to the very bare minimums, somebody that you love did some bad things to you based on their personality, and somehow that shit changed and it's a genuine change. If it's a genuine change, would you stay with that person because of that? Uh, for me, I guess it depends on what it would be. Because, you know, clearly I'm a big dude. I won't be getting abused like that by no woman. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe she don't maybe she don't give head and I, ain't, I haven't been, you know, worried about it too much. And then she get brain surgery and then she becomes a slop top monster. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm definitely staying. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, I can't remember. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. There was a... Um, there I was think a of teacher. a reason why I would be about to leave somebody. An alternate reason that I would be about to leave somebody. There was a teacher that had a brain tumor that slept with her student. And they blame the brain tumor. Oh, <laughs> so it was a woman. So that that would be a situation, I guess, for you. Um, let's see. 
if you a student that got fucked by a female teacher, that's that's no, no, no. I'm saying itself. she was married. No, she was married. So if you were her husband and you find out that 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 behavior was based on the fact that she had this brain tumor and she just you know didn't yeah, have that, that that behavior real tough because we talking about pedophile shit. Yeah, is she yeah. on the registry? Like is this shit impacting our lives? Okay, so this was uh, oh shit. I didn't remember this. <laughs> My God. Um, a high school teacher accused of having sex with six male students. Oh, shit. <laughs> has a brain condition. Um, and so that would, let's see, did they, I can't remember. Let's see if they, no, they still put, went forward with her case. Let me see what happened with it. Because this was, what year was this? That must have been the defense they tried to use. It was 2015. I don't know. I don't think I can forgive this one, man. She out here, she out here praising young meats. I don't think I, can, I don't think I can do nothing with that. Nicole Dufault. Uh, let's see. She pled guilty. I mean, cause she did the shit. She did do it. It's just, uh, they gave her a five year state prison sentence. Um, she must also forfeit her teaching licenses, register as a sex offender, and be the subject uh, to parole supervision for life. Hell no. <laughs> uh-uh. Shit's over. Mm, shit's over after, after I found out about the first young meat. <laughs> Even if she had a brain tumor that was causing her to not have control over her impulses? This different than personality, uh, personality shit. What you mean? One person was whooping somebody's ass and she having sex with students. But now, well, but now she got to check out a parole officer every day. This shit is a national attention. I mean, if she she had she's a sex offender, we can't live around kids or school. <laughs> you know, Nicki Minaj goddamn baby daddy had to get the judge's approval to goddamn go into their child's birth. <laughs> Hell no. That, like, this shit is impacting me now. Well, but if she had, if this wife had press charges against her husband and he had a, a, a domestic violence, but she just didn't press charges against him. This woman got caught. He didn't get caught whooping her ass. But she was also the one who chose to stay because of the ass whoopings. Yeah, but you, well, you didn't know about her fucking the students, I guess, until it came Yeah, that shit's going on outside of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine me coming home, hey, honey, kiss on the cheek, and she been sucking up some young meats at the school. Oh, I can't Come on, stand man. you. Come on, man. But you know, I'm not... My, oh, my, her husband my did res- divorce her. Her husband divorced her. <laughs> my response is still like... My response is still, I'm sure, with a level of uh, man shit in it. Like, in our society, man, we don't want to see our women doing shit. They ain't got no business doing with, with men that we don't want to. And so it's like, okay, if she was just regular cheating... You know, that'll be a problem. But she cheating with fucking students. And this was her livelihood. She done lost her income. But that just goes again to show you that it's an impulse issue. Like, she didn't have any control over these impulses. Like, she fucked her whole life up behind this shit. Look, I mean, everybody got their own threshold, man. Like, if I found out that she was a... If I found out that... uh, she was a goddamn assassin. 
assassinating fucking family members of other <laughs> people's family just because people on Reddit was like, I want somebody to die. And, and the tumor, she came out and said, I've been an assassin the whole time. I didn't know what I was doing. Until... Like, there's threats. They'll be like, no, bitch, you got to go. <laughs> this shit ain't going to come back to bite me in the ass. I know how action movies with assassins go. Their family's going to be in jeopardy at some point. And I don't want that. And she got two sons. She got two sons. Um. Oh my is... God! There was one of the. Vi- <laughs> it was like one no question that she did this shit either because apparently one of the victims and I this is because it was from five years ago so I don't remember the details. One of the students had their cell phone out and recorded her giving him head. Wow! You can't even say you wouldn't do it that you didn't do this. <laughs> but see, another another perspective is that. At least the woman in the the art in the Reddit post come out on the other side with something positive. Like I would come out on the other side with, like she came out with a husband that was better and apologizing and empathetic the things she want. I would only come out with the knowledge that my wife like young meats. No, the knowledge she... that she ain't better. Like what is she doing that helps now? She ain't bringing me nothing now. All I got is relationship trauma. <laughs> all I, that's all I got. She can't do nothing. She done lost her income. She got to check in with a PO. We can't live no damn well special unless she come off on the other side of this shit and realize that she's a rocket scientist just on uh, dormant and she go and fucking become a Nobel Prize winner. Then what? I can't do nothing with that. At least the woman in this story, it came out and things were better. Like shit, it helped that he he had a tumor. Her tumor just as a defense to keep her from going to jail any longer. Ain't that don't help me none. <laughs> but if she had the tumor actually was causing her to have impulse control issues, and that's why she was having sex with these dudes. And she never had sex with another young kid. She's not attracted to them. None of that shit ever happens again. No. Once the tumor's <laughs> I don't get anything. Love ain't strong enough for everything. Okay. <laughs> Love ain't strong enough for everything. It's like oh, it's like the different type of knots you can tie with when you tie motherfuckers up. Some knots you can get out of and some knots you be tied up forever until you die. <laughs> like love is that that's how love is. Sometimes you get out of the shit, it ain't strong enough to hold and then some of it holds you forever. Young I'm meats is my threshold. Young my meats threshold. is my threshold. My threshold is low. <laughs> I have a very low threshold for bullshit. So clearly. Again, even if it was the tumor, just the trauma around being in that relationship. And again, I think she need to get some. Because what if she got PTSD? And what if, you know, she started having. <laughs> she just needs to get some therapy to make sure everything is copacetic. Because, like, if he, right, if he do something that he, that reminds her of something he did before and she kill his ass. <laughs> If, you know I watch ID channel. Look, it happens. But that that logic don't sound right because if there was something that he would do to her that she would kill his ass for, she would have done it by now. Well, but now the fear that well, not that the fear is gone, but because the abuse isn't happening anymore, I feel like she'd be more willing to fuck him up than she would have. Is that why did I get married? Not why did I get married, but I can do bad by myself. Which one was it where Tyler Perry movie where the dude got shot in the courtroom and then I she could do started bad take care of him? She went and dumped, <laughs> she ran full speed and dumped his ass over into the goddamn bathtub. 
and he was paralyzed. Yeah, that was uh, I could do bad by myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, you're right. She might be on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she isn't gonna be as afraid of him anymore because he he's not. You know, he ain't that guy. So <laughs> she... you know, you know how you know how this will play out in a movie. His personality would end up being so different than what she used to, and, and she's used to what she probably equates to as a macho man, that she would probably end up leaving him. <laughs> like, let him cry three more times. She's going to be like, I can't take this grown-ass <laughs> man crying. Damn, I'm finna go. <laughs> I need a man who don't beat me up and who ain't a ma- Like, women, like, a lot of women be wanting a man in such a rigid little be like, I want a man that is aware of women needs and he don't beat up women and he's emotional, but not too emotional, but <laughs> uh, assertive, not aggressive, who yeah. pay all the bills, who love everything about me, who don't want head and sex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's a perfect man for some women out here. You can't, you know, so a dude's, and that one thing, dudes being too emotional for some women, is that shit too... They say I want my man to be open, and I, like so, a lot of women be like, I want me to be open and emotional, but like, oh, too much is a problem. Too much, but I feel like too much emotionalness is bad, no matter like man or woman. Like I feel like if you had a woman who cried very easily, and I feel like I want to say AC Blow dated somebody where that was an issue. Like she was very emotional and cried at like. Over shit that you would just be like, really? Did you? I don't even mean just. I don't mean too much emotion in general. I mean too much based on the man standard, which ain't a lot. It's well, just too much for women to deal with men. What do I mean? Women don't know what to do with a man crying. If if if, if I hate to see that shit. If a dude you date and just start just crying on your couch, what would you do? I don't fucking know. Exactly. Know see, this is what I'm saying. Exactly. But it's not <clears throat> for me. It's not because it's not manly. Like, when I, I, it's because I know because of the fact that men don't really cry like that. For me, when I see a man cry, I'm like, God damn, it's got to be hurting him bad. <laughs> like, even when I was doing, um, when I was doing therapy and I would have a man in my office, you know, recounting something that happened to him and he would tear up, that shit would just, it just hit different. <laughs> Just because I know how much this must be impacting him for him to cry. Because men don't do that because society tells you not to. So if you you can't control that shit and them tears start falling, that shit fucks with me. And it's not because I feel like you're not a man. It's just like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. But I think the fact that it happens so little is still a testament to the limited exposure that women have with it, which would be also a reason why they are uncomfortable with it which would also be a reason why they would say you know i want a man that's emotional but not that emotional like i think they want a man that's aware of his emotions and that can manage them yeah i think that's what they mean when they say that shit i don't they don't want a man that's emotional like at all you know (laughs) but you get they end up with the opposite end up with a man who ain't aware of his emotions and subdue them shits and then he get overtly emotional when some bullshit happen can you hear with me yeah, then you don't know what the fuck going on at that point. Red is going to get the dog. Red is going to get the dog. I did not hit him. Did that? Did what you say? I was going to hit I him. I said Red is going to get the dog, not oh. hit the dog. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. 
I don't even know what he was barking at. He was looking out the window. So, I, you know, I think that our society has created a situation where women, you know, prefer whatever they prefer, and it ain't an emotional man. So it's like if this was a, if this was a Tyler Perry movie, she would leave his ass because she can't deal with the shit no more. You know, <laughs> crying and apologizing, like you ain't used to crying, apologize. At least you used to beat me. You used to be confident about your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I don't want to downplay uh, abuse, man. To be honest, get the fuck out of the relationship. Like there need to be, there needs to be some redeeming qualities to this situation, in my perspective. If you're gonna stay, and if the redeeming qualities is that he has become a, a more empathetic and compassionate person now, and is willing to go to marriage counseling, then holy fuck, that them are big, big changes in a person. As far as like emotionally, that if he willing to do that stuff, man, if this is a if this is a trap, this motherfucker's a diabolical genius on that shit. Well, we've seen people go to great lengths. <laughs> oh, we've read posts about niggas willing to go to great lengths to fuck with folks. So yeah, but and- not not with some causality. Like they literally just decided to do some shit. <laughs> this is with causality, like. Motherfucker had a tumor, tumor gone, behavior changed immediately after tumor gone. Like, that's causality. Like, that got something to do with it. Uh-huh. You know, it's just up to you whether you decide to stay in that motherfucker or not, man. I don't, you know, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tag, for those. But, Did uh, we have another letter? No. Yes. I was like, what? I was thinking Reddit post. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you told me we had another letter. We have got one from somebody named Randy. Randy? Yes. There's a man? No. Okay. I mean her whole name on here, but I ain't gonna put her whole name on here. Okay. But Randy, all right. Yeah, she didn't she didn't put like a uh she didn't put like a moniker handle or something. Yeah. Well, she put her whole name in this thing anyway, so I'm probably going to say it when I'm reading the post. No, I won't. Wait, that name is different than the name she got on the email. I don't know what the real name is. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I mean, not not who cares, but I'm going to keep her anonymity. Yeah. Um, it's long. Okay. <laughs> Do you want oh. me to wait till you get to the end, or can I interject? <laughs> Uh, we can interject because okay. it's long and it's a lot of different topics. Okay. Okay. First of all, I should start this off by saying that I'm a white chick from Washington, Georgia that told my mother in kindergarten that, see, you are an inappropriate middle name because I sounded like a hillbilly. <laughs> I should also Washington, state... Washington, Georgia? I didn't even know that was Yeah, funny. me either. I should also state that my mother thought that she was woke, but I had some deep-seated racism that I feel like she overcompensated for. I think she meant she had some deep-seated racism. That oh. I feel like she overcomes it. <clears throat> she thought she was welcome as fuck and nothing would make her more make her have more street cred but if I was a lesbian or dating a black dude. When I was young, we were homeless and lived in some colorful neighborhoods. I've had a very diverse friend group my entire life. It looked like the United Nations. <laughs> yeah, that being said, I'm finding out with Trump being in office that I had a lot more racist friends than I expected and it's fucking gross. 
On a side note, when I lived in Florida for a year, all of the white people made me very uncomfortable. It was just too many, and they were all the same color of pink like a baby mouse, and it was too many. It seemed <laughs> intentional. <laughs> that sounds like some shit you would say. <laughs> Her description of the skin tone. <laughs> baby mice look really weird. They do. Yeah. All of that is pretty irrelevant, except to point out that I have a few fucks to give and a unique background. I grew up poor, but as a part of white privilege, I was able to marry way above my status. And I, this is why it's taken so long for me to write in. I don't want to sound like a Becky. I did a whole bunch of fucking bullshit and frequently said, thank God I'm not black. That wasn't at all a disparaging comment, but a comment on the politics of police and social justice. If you were poor or better yet pouring in a minority, no one gives a fuck about you. Being a re reasonably attractive white shit will get you out of everything. Equal pay, but pick your, except equal pay, but pick your battles. My question is about two different things that I said that rubs my ex-husband the wrong way. Keep in mind, he's a wasp that looks like an albino hemophiliac. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That shit sounds like horribly. Her description. <laughs> I like her description. And when incidents we, in one incident, we were at Target in Columbia Heights, Washington, D.C. I told him to go get some berries. I was kind of yelling it down the aisle because it was late and the store is pretty empty. I told him not to get the ghetto berries. But I get the berries. I meant strawberries because pound for pound, strawberries are taking up way too much real estate in those mixed berry bags. It's more economical pound for pound to get a separate bag of strawberries that are super cheap and you get fancy berries, the blackberries and raspberries in a separate bag. It's just basic economics. He looks horrified and gave me that look that equates to shut the fuck up. He told me that I wasn't allowed to say the word ghetto. I forgot his exact comment, but it boils down to that's a black word. The fuck is he talking about? There is this uh, ghettos all over the world and there is ghetto all, all over the world in every society. So I asked my black friends. I do have more than one. I read the rules. You can't just have one. Obviously, that's tongue-in-cheek. Um, the second issue was about me saying that my hair was hella nappy. Okay, wait, I don't let's, remember let's address said. the berries because that can okay. get into a long... So, first of all, so ghetto berries are the berries that are mixed... It's a mixed bag of berries as opposed to just getting strawberries? Yeah, like... get, okay, so what I'm picking this up as is ghetto berries... Strawberries to her are ghetto berries, because when they're in a big bag full of all the berries, they take up all the space. So you get less of the exotic berries, like blackberries and raspberries and blueberries. Well, what does that make? Why does that make them ghetto? I don't know. Because <laughs> if you think of black people in ghettos, they was pulled over in the ghetto so that they don't interact with all of the fancy people. So that's, okay. <laughs> that's my interpretation. Well, I don't know. The, she don't mean it like that, but yeah, strawberries. I, that's a look. weird <laughs> use of that word. She is oh. clearly very colorful in how she describes and talks about things. So it's she, not surprising that she would call strawberries ghetto berries. And for whatever reason, she want to call them ghetto berries. Well, ghetto I, berries just mean that they be tripping. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, so this is the thing about, about words and saying that, you know, because there are people that say, well, nigger is just an ignorant person. So, I mean, that's, but we know that what that word has been equated to, like what it is most notably known for, not, not the Webster's dictionary <laughs> version of that word. So the thing about words is that even when they have a dictionary acceptable definition and you may be trying to use it in that dictionary version, it, because the word becomes synonymous with bullshit, when you use it, people are going to be like, girl, what? 
Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say it's a black word. Um, but um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a black word, but I think that him saying that is a symptom of how he's experienced it in his life. So I feel like that the white people that he's been around may have used the word ghetto in such a disparaging way to brown people that he feels like it's akin to a racist word. And so like it's more a symptom of how he's experienced the word versus you and the United Nations growing up together. You might not have had that experience where you didn't grow up around people that use the term ghetto in a way that disparaged the group. You know, on paper, like Red was saying, ghetto just means a specific group that is pulled into and live in the same community. And I think that's how the term ghetto in the white community became synonymous with those people because it was they all lived in one area. And technically, the term for that is a ghetto. And because, you know, when you start talking about the 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 property value in those areas, the school quality in those areas, the upkeep of those areas ghetto becomes synonymous with a bad thing. Yeah. So it sounds like one of two things, either your, um, it's like, it would seem like he has an understanding that this word is problematic, probably because of how it's been used in his past. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, uh, also it sounds like he was trying to avoid it, avoid you looking like it was racist. Like he would look like he yeah. was trying to stop racism from happening for a word that he thought was racist, but is not for real. Well, and he, and he, he didn't want other people on. to look at her. Like, because she said she was talking pretty loud. So this is, there's going to be a chance that the people around them is going to hear what she said. And for somebody that doesn't know, she grew up around, a bu- uh, you know, different cultures and a bunch of different brown people. They're going to just see this white woman in the grocery store saying, don't get them ghetto berries. Um, and so I think he knew how it could potentially look on the outside to somebody who don't know her background. When you see people, you just see people, you know, there ain't nothing about her. I'm sure that, that says she's any different from any other white person that you see based upon look. Um, so I think maybe he was also like, girl, don't, <laughs> don't have somebody come over here cussing us. Because you saying this shit in the middle of the grocery store, relax. <laughs> <laughs> so, but either way, uh, it sounds like just a symptom of that. I don't think that using the word ghetto is. God damn it! And that's, that's him. Phone. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> the dog was me, but the phone's him. <laughs> Sorry. The second issue was about me saying that my hair was hella nappy. I don't remember who said something, but somebody told me again that my hair wasn't capable of being nappy because I wasn't black. That floored me. I said nappy means very tangled, and you saying that black people's hair is nappy by default is fucking racist. I talked to two different groups that had wildly varying opinions. One group hands down said I shouldn't talk about ghettos and nappy hair, and the other group said that the gutters are ubiquitous and nappy hair is a physical quality of the hair state and not about the intrinsic aspects of the hair itself. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Again, there's a situation where the Webster's Dictionary version of these words are what are those things. But those words have also become synonymous with something unpleasant in the black community or or being disparaging about uh, black folks. So it's like, yes, textbook wise, yes, but or not textbook definition wise. Yes, but that's not. 
it's like the reputation of the word as opposed to what the word actually means, I guess, um, is the difference here. I think is what the the problem is. The problem is that you're not wrong. Like those are the the dictionary versions of those words. That's what those words mean by default. But we can't also act like those words haven't been used in disparaging ways and that they're not known for that. It's not even that they've just been used that way. Everybody knows that they've been used that way. Like everybody knows that, you know, ghettos have been used to, uh, not quarantine, but basically, you know, group together black folks and keep them away from shit. Everybody knows that, you know, slaves were called nappy headed and, and those words were used in, in, in negative ways. So like, it's not like we don't know that those words are, have been used those ways. So it's like, there's a difference between the textbook version of a word and the reputation of the word, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, just going along with what Red says, uh, it's, the word has connotations that precedes its definition. In this situation, I mean, that's the think more of smart Don, way to say it. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. <laughs> think of Don Imus. Don Imus called a, a, oh, yeah. a basketball team full of black girls nappy-headed hoes. Now, I really don't know if the word nappy was more critical than hoes <laughs> in this situation, <laughs> but nappy is what made them black. Like he could have called a team of white girls hoes, yeah. you know, but to for nappy-headed hoes is an issue. And and he used the word in the, in a generic way, the def, definition way. But a lot of people have, like, you got to understand that black hair has been so deeply criticized by society. Like, my first job, well, not my first job, but I was trying to get a job as a security guard. The, the, the white guy hiring said that I got to cut my, my braids off in order to do that. They, but they also said they don't allow afros. So the only acceptable way that a black person can have a job at that place was to have short haircut, a short haircut, even though the Patricks and the Todd's all got to have six, seven inch long hair because it grew downward, you know. So hair in the black community has been deeply criticized by white people and it's been something that has limited them. So while the word ain't a problem in itself, I think that it could come off as being condescending to somebody that you know, when you say my hair nappy, uh, it's probably one of those words that it's best understood if you're using it in the context of people who know who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, because uh, a lot of people don't know your upbringing and don't know um, how you grew up and don't know that you're not like you grew up around an environment where everybody said my hair nappy. Then, of course, you're going to say my hair nappy when your shit look crazy. Yeah. But people who don't know that upbringing that you have is going to make a difference in, in that situation yeah i mean and it's unfortunate that it's that way but it's just it's the nature of racism in this country like um it's so deeply embedded that it's just difficult um it, it's just difficult i i know like I, when i graduated from grad school um i got a curly front and my hair is curly so in, and in the black community community it's what you would would be deemed as good hair but when I graduated, people were asking me, and I was going to be going on interviews and stuff, people were asking me, well, are you going to straighten your hair? And I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Why would I Why would I need to do that? This is what my hair looks like. It's neat. It's clean. Why would I need to straighten it? But people felt like I was going to be judged 
uh, harshly based on the fact that my hair wasn't straight. You know, um, we've had, there's been articles about schools that have, you know, been cutting off black kids' dreads and shit. Like, hair in the black community is a big thing. It is. Been scrutinized heavily. Um, And it's going to be really hard to convince everybody in your life that when you use nappy, it's not a white person being condescending versus somebody who grew up in an environment where uh, a lot of brown people use this language around me and it doesn't mean anything racist. It just means what it meant to them. Yeah. So you got to decide in which environments you will use that. But some people will scrutinize you for it. Yeah. As you probably found out with, with the people that you said it in front of before. Um, I switched schools from one that was 50-50 in elementary school, black and white, later to a school that was primarily Filipino and white with Vietnamese and a couple of black people sprinkled in. Obviously, the black people were superior athletes. I don't think that needs to be argued. Also, my stepbrother was 6'2 or whatever, and our house was the football hangout house. The black people in my school were the most popular ones. Football is strenuous on your free times. Because I did really well in school, I tended in, uh, to be in classrooms as a freshman for seniors in the football team. I informally tutored one who was also dating my friend. Basically, I gave him homework, and then instead of him doing the homework, I just explained how to solve the problem so that he can actually pass the test and not waste his time on the tediousness of the problem. We got into a habit where he would call me little white girl, and I would call him my niggy. But mm-hmm. now I'm thinking that was wrong, obviously, except he was one of my best friends and dating my best friend. He started calling me little white girl first, though, and I don't know. It seemed harmless, but hindsight, was, hindsight is now rough. Um, Again, this is one of those situations. I think we've said on the show before, like, if your friends allow you to use nigga or any variation thereof, you you have to recognize that that's okay with your friends. <laughs> that does not go over into all of the rest of the black community. It's that group of people that know you and know your intentions. And if y'all had that back and forth, I mean, that's different. Uh, but that does not mean <laughs> it would be readily acceptable or accepted by other people. Yeah. And I mean, and when we're young, we don't know a lot of things, you know? So, if you had that relation, I don't know if she meant niggy or nig. It's K-N-I-G-G-E. I don't know. Either way. It's- but either way, if you have that relationship with a person and they're okay with it, that's fine. But you know yeah. what? He might be writing into a podcast right now saying that it was a girl, a little white girl, when I was growing up that called me, you know, my nig. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> he might now in hindsight realize that it was a problem. You know, because we we don't understand them things when we're young. But just know that that relationship does not extend outside of that interaction that you had with your friend at that point. That's the, that is the important part of understanding the context behind words that we say to who we say them to. That's the important part of it. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say, I mean... I wouldn't say that it, you know, it was problematic or she did something. That was the relationship you had with that individual person. Now, if you were just going around calling all black folks, <laughs> but like he called you little white girl, you called him that. That was y'all little back and forth. I mean, that was that was that relationship at that time. Relationships change. People grow. People have different opinions. And yeah, he may not like that shit now, or he may not care. 
I mean, I don't know if y'all stay in touch or not, but um, and it very I, well may have been harmless. Might not have been harmless. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say that that was a problematic thing automatically. Another thing, why doesn't anyone talk about honorary white status? I explained this to the ones that are coming out as being a little more racist than I expected who will always talk about they can't be racist because of that one black friend. <laughs> I told them how they were still racist and our friend in their eyes was honorary white. He wasn't like them. That black friend was one of the nicest people I've ever met and he was sincerely well loved. He died when we were in school. My boyfriend, my best friend was my boyfriend was his best friend. He even lived at their house, but I didn't ask why. My family was shitty, so I assumed it was along those lines. My mom let him stay in our house too. My mom tried. I don't know. It's really upsetting to think that I contributed to the bullshit, but it didn't feel that way. But how would I know? I I think it's odd that some people think I sound racist when I point out the discrepancies. Ignoring them or churching up the situation doesn't change it. Ignoring it seems the worst. I was abused as a kid, and when my stepbrother said that he was sorry that shit came down mostly on me, I lost it. Just someone seeing that I'm holding it together meant so much. I assume that I'm upsetting someone by, someone by pointing out reality. I'm not saying I agree with it. Um, honorary white status is, is when I talk about how white people keep black at a constant negative, and they pull black people out of black when they meet some kind of criteria like you're you don't different. talk You're not yeah, you don't talk black you don't act black they don't say hey my predispositions about black have been wrong all along because i met a black people that person that doesn't meet them they'd be like no nah, this is a fluke this black yeah. person ain't really black this black person is like us it's and an so anomaly. yeah and that's that's that honorary white status it's like black in a lot of minds of white people especially racist white people and some you know liberal well-intentioned meaning white people is that black is always bad and you got to pull black people out of that in order to accept that they are better than that instead of changing how you feel about black as a whole. I mean, think of all the words that got black in it. Black male, black sheep, all them <laughs> words. You can think of a whole <laughs> list of words like black cats, unlucky motherfuckers. Like <laughs> all the shit that is connected with black is bad. You know, and it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if the Merriam-Webster motherfuckers who was in the beginning creating the dictionary was like, how can we, how can we make black seem worse? You know what? <laughs> let's just, all the words that mean bullshit, let's just put black in it. Black sheep, you know, let's create superstitions with the black cat, you know, <laughs> black male, like all that shit, you know. Yeah. I'm going to continue. Anyway, ramble, ramble. I'm not going to reread this because I'll probably not send it. Also, I made this art and I'm kind of surprised that it's so controversial. It makes white people nervous. I asked a few minorities about the skin color of the victim. Should he be white? Racial issues are not my point. They said it would be more of a distraction if the victim was white because they would think, why are the police hitting a white dude? So I made him brown for all the minorities or that was my goal. What are your thoughts? Did I go too far? I offered to give it a, to a uh, Caper Kaepernick right after he was cut. I think his situation was the inspiration, but I don't think he ever saw the message, or maybe he didn't like it. Um, at Cheeky Aren't You, um, C-H-E-E-K-Y Aren't, A-R-E-N-T-U-Y-O-U on Instagram, I'd be happy to send y'all prints. Cheers, uh, Randy. Uh, yeah, I'm probably a product of, uh, of incest at some point. Kidding, but you know the stereotypes. <laughs> this her whole, The name she put is Randy Sue Allen. So she that's why she said, yeah, I'm probably a product of incest at some point. Oh, I said okay. it because she, that was a part of her joke. So the, the picture, y'all go to her Instagram, but her picture is saying that civil disobedience is still disobedience, and it's showing four police officers beating a person. 
mm-hmm. and what she was saying was that the it's a you can see a hand of the person. She said it was white at first, but she said it confused people because they would think, "Why are the police hitting the white dude?" And so she made it the brown. The fact that people would think sense. that. <laughs> yeah, the it's fact crazy. that people would even think that. <laughs> well, black people would think that. Black people would be like, "Why are oh. they hitting the white person?" Oh, okay, not white people. But yeah, it don't make sense. They don't do like they don't do this to white people. Like not to this degree. Like they do now because white people are starting to step up out in the streets and stand in front of black people and stuff. So like police are like, well, if you want to be black, <laughs> we'll make you black. Black, 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 be your ass now. Um <laughs> uh okay, second part of the letter. Um <laughs> second part. I forgot to say that I live and grew up in San Diego, but lived in L.A., D.C., Beijing, Panama City, Panama, Florida, and came back to San Diego. D.C. was very polarized. I think the culture shock moving to D.C. was the same as moving to Beijing. Another missed point that I think needs to be addressed is the complete disconnect with white people in reality. I know you see that, but they honestly think their struggle is equal. Being poor is expensive and a hard hole to dig out of for anyone. Poor Whitey thinks the struggle is minimized because there's a backlash against racism that I think comes from that. Like pointing out the systemic generational trauma as being a part of the disparity between the races equates to telling poor Whitey that he's an even bigger failure because look at what a failure he is and he's white. Growing up with ancient parents will fuck you up no matter what your genetic ethnic background. I realize that I can fake the funk and I'll be accepted. That's not an option for a hood black dude. I don't know. Take from this what you will. I can't be the only white person who was in search of a new true, true crime podcast that stumbled onto this podcast. Thanks again for your time. I blame grammar spelling errors on my COVID diet of vodka. <laughs> First of all, she's hilarious. Secondly, I'm glad that you did send it. I'm glad that you didn't. Um, because the thing is, is these are conversations um, I feel like that help and move forward. Like it, People that honestly want to have a better understanding um, so I appreciate that shit. Also, it's fucking awesome that you were looking for a true crime podcast and found us because you know I be on my ID shit. Okay, so that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Randy, if you want to know all of the different ways you can get rid of an ex-husband that that may have fucked Holler you up somehow, me. ask Red. She know Holler all the ways to get away not, with it. You won't she get know, arrested. She know all the ways people that have been caught. She know how to talk to the police. We will not get arrested. I got uh, you. Just listen, let me know. <laughs> we are not condoning murder. We are actually licensed to mental health therapists. Yes, we are. <laughs> so uh, we would not condone mar- murder. What we would do is help you recover from the trauma of having murdered somebody <laughs> in the event that you found somebody that gave you some good input about how to do it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um just the fact that she asked these kind of questions and she wants a better understanding of how her actions impact others or how what she says, how that can impact others. I appreciate that. And I think that being willing to, you know, see that, okay, maybe some shit I was saying that I didn't mean for it to come across in a bad way, I can see how it is or I can see how it will bother somebody. Um, I mean, that's... I just wish there were more people that were willing to do that. Uh, but also, I would say you got to you gotta find a balance because you don't want to overthink every single thing that you do either. And you don't want to, you know, kind of like with the, um, the friend that you had that you called Nig, Niggy, whatever. Um, that was a mutual relationship. And like I said, I've been around white people that use nigga the same way that we use it 
Um, and I mean, everybody, because they knew that person was okay with it. But again, I always make sure I tell folks, listen, <laughs> just because we ain't saying nothing to you don't mean that others won't, okay? So don't think this go across the board because it don't. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get your ass whooped. Don't do that. Depending it's on not, where you at, it could be bad. <laughs> not a good thing. It's not a good thing. That's just for this group. It's yeah. within this... <laughs> Uh, but no, that's fucking awesome. Um, I was so excited um, when I found out we got this letter. And I'm glad that our show is one. Because we talk a lot of shit. We talk a whole lot of shit. But it's still one in which you felt comfortable enough to get our opinion on this. So hopefully we don't be going too hard in the paint, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Uh, don't. Any white people, we, we talk rough, but we do have a reasonable, you know, voice when it comes to being objective on these kind of topics so don't don't hesitate to send us some information yeah um questions because of you know what you may need some input on so i appreciate you um randy for Thank sending you. us that letter that awesome. you the white first white person that sent us a letter uh i mean michael he's not I guess he's mixed. Well, he so. ain't the white he ain't that kind of white he ain't that kind of white matter of <laughs> fact he's he's actually filipino right He's Filipino and white, isn't he? One drop rule. <laughs> he ain't white. He is Filipino. If he came to America when he was when he was a kid, he'll be definitely Filipino. He would not be white. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he said his dad was racist. Yeah. <laughs> he had some issues with his father being racist. Okay, so thank you, Randy. I think we've established that you probably are the first like fully white person. We'll say that. First fully white person to write in. And we appreciate that. That was all the letters, right? Right. Okay, if y'all have a question or a Reddit post that you see that you would like for us to read and respond to. And with the Reddit post, what we did with tags is that we didn't look at it prior to the show. So that was our first reaction. And so that's kind of what we'll do with the Reddit post, I think. Um, yep. But uh, if you have a question or a Reddit post, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, conversationconartist, and send it to us that way. Also, um, if you send us a letter or, or, or a Reddit post, screenshot it as well, because they will delete those posts. So, that SoupTube post, yeah, because it was so outlandish and went so viral, it became a situation where the boyfriend found out about the post and it exposed his idea that he only told her. Oh, <laughs> nobody's going to steal it, sir. Nobody's going to do that shit but you. You ain't going to worry. But she betrayed his trust to the whole world. I mean... <laughs> like, that means something. But nobody so, knew who he was. Like, unless he come out and say, I'm the nigga with soup tube. Like, nobody knew who he was. So it went back to... it. That post was deleted. And the only way I could read it was through screenshots. So if it's something outlandish that looked like somebody going to take back, the screenshot it and then send it. <laughs> I get it to viral post, okay. let me explain the thumb, why I, why I didn't realize opposable thumbs are important. So I decided to make some shrimp and grits, which I'm very new to shrimp and grits because I was one of those people that was like, grits is breakfast shrimp don't go with that <laughs> and um i tried it one day at this restaurant here called jake's oh my god it's amazing 
I'm a fan. I've eaten it at different restaurants. So I decided to make some myself. And so for the sauce, I used Cajun sausage and I had to cut it up. And I was cutting it up and my dog got on my couch and he knows that he's not supposed to be on the couch. So I'm yelling at him about being on the couch and I slice the top of my thumb <laughs> like far enough down to where even putting water on this motherfucker hurts. <laughs> so I cut it pretty bad. Not bad enough for me to need to go to because it ain't nothing even to stitch up. Like I just sliced the top off. It's nothing to stitch up. Uh, it was bleeding and everything. Uh, but because of that, I can't swipe using my thumb on my phone because I got a Band-Aid over it. It hurts for me to use this hand to use the thumb. So I've been trying to do stuff with my four fingers. And thumbs are fucking amazing. Thumbs enable us to do a lot <laughs> that I didn't realize that they did. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, uh, thumbs are very important. Also, big toes um, are important. You really don't understand how much balance your big toe help bring to your life uh, of walking. I don't think y'all quite understand that, but it is a thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, like everything that we have, we need. If there is any part of your body that stopped functioning, you 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 messed up. You messed up. Red. So. Yeah, I messed up all around because I got that and I got stung by a <laughs> Life is not being kind to me this weekend. What, you, what happened? What are you doing? I muted my mic. <laughs> oh, I was like... <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why I said opposable thumbs are the shit because I can't use one of mine and it makes things very difficult to do. Yeah. Unfortunate for you. It is. Sorry. That this you are uh, uncoordinated and Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Cause I was yelling at Remy. It wasn't like I was just Well, okay, cutting. so your anger issues created uh, a situation where you cut your finger. I mean, I'll be willing to accept that better than I'm uncoordinated. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's... We'll go with that. <sighs> I think that's twisted, but, you know, whatever. Damn, this thing hurts. Okay. She got stung by a wasp, everybody. I did. But it's really because I needed a break between the podcast to make a phone call, which that probably wouldn't happen if that wasn't the case. But it ain't my fault though. I <laughs> I didn't say it was. <laughs> I'm just clearing that out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Circumstance. Maybe you need this to learn something about yourself in this moment. What? That be that wash things fucking hurt? <laughs> that washing your hair outside ain't the best idea. Okay, let me explain why I wash my hair outside. <laughs> Cause now people are gonna be like, the fuck is wrong with red? First of all, it's Alabama is hot as fuck. Okay, I won't do this in the summer. I mean, in the winter time. But I use a rinse to get my hair the red color that it is, and because it's a rinse, it rinses out every time you wash your hair. And I have stained. I finally got my bathroom clean, where I had stained the shower because I was washing my hair in there, and this red was floating out. So my fucking shower was pink. So to keep that from happening, I just decided I have a house. 
with an outside and hose and a fucking nozzle thing. So I'm just going to wash my hair outside and that way I won't stain nothing. And that's been working for me up until this goddamn wasp decided it was going to sting me for whatever the fuck reason. I don't even know why it stung me because I didn't even see that hole. I don't even know where it came from, bitch. And if it has a wasp, if it has a nest somewhere, I'm knocking that hole down. It's coming down. Then you're gonna get twenty wasp stings. No, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it down in a way that hopefully I won't get stumbled. You need when to get I your cousin you, to do it. Yeah. God damn, this hurts. <laughs> so bad. Shit. Okay, on the viral post. On the viral post. This is a Facebook chat exchange, honey. You need to use my tweezers to find your dick. Oh, sweetheart, I'm a grown man with a beautiful wife and kids, so little dick insults have zero effect on me. But if you'd like to send those tweezers over, I'd gladly pluck a couple of pubes out so you can sprinkle them on your head where your hairline used to be. Just kindly crawl out of my DMs, you fucking white walker. Wow. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that exchange was before. <laughs> or if like, why are you talking to her if you got a beautiful wife? I mean, if she is going to reference your penis. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Her, how often you want that thing sucked? Me, when is God good? (laughs) (laughs) That's so rude. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Oh, that's rude as fuck. Especially if you've been to a black church. Yeah. Let me see. I can't wait to capture my pictures with WAP, W-A-P, or whatever that means, and tell my family members it means with all praise. Oh, that's from the song. I know. Oh, well, you said whatever that means. Is that what the person I mean, however you say it, like WAP or W-A-P. But imagine how messed up it's going to be to convince the 50 and up church crowd that this, that means with all praise, and they putting hashtag WAP. Forever. Disrespectful. Is yeah. it WAP? WAP? I don't fucking Wait. know. I don't know. Um, uh, just WAP? Or WAPI? WAPI? I don't know. All right. Uh, this guy said, you know what wet ass pussy got Cardi and Meg cheated on and shot? Sheesh. God damn. Then... The comment says, so you agree, nothing can keep men happy. <laughs> and then the next comment say, on my daughter's grave, if motherfuckers breaking into shit tonight, I'm getting some free shit. This woman said, your daughter's grave, question mark. And then he said, yes, my firstborn passed away. Uh, final comment, niggas be so misogynistic and then be wondering why God be taking shit back. Okay. Meant the daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. It's very tough. I ain't got that many more this week. Okay. Um, rule number three: your kids are your best friends, not these grown ass people. What? This is a mom group that somebody is in. Girl, what? Your kids are not your fucking best friends. They're your kids. <laughs> this says, "Nope, my child is my child. My best friends are grown as fuck." Um, she responded, 
I can find I find my child more loyal than most adults. Motherhood replaces my need for so many best friends. Last response, and that's cool for you, but there are certain activities and conversations that are necessary in my life that a child should not be privy to. Also, there will inevitably be things that a child will want to talk about and experience with others their ages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I that's a hard line. That it's a hard line perspective of your kid, like kids or kids. You know, some people treat kids like they like accessories and shit. Like they ain't people. I don't agree with that. You no, know? but I also don't agree. Like your kid is not your bestie. <laughs> So, like, the, there's shit that you would talk to with an adult your age about some shit that's going on in your life that would not be an appropriate conversation for you to have with your kid just because they're your... That's not... <sighs> I think it's, like... I don't know, man. It's, it, you gotta find balance with that shit. You gotta know who your kid is and how your kid is and what your kid is because outside of that... You can't have no one-size-fits-all way to approach and deal with your kids. No, but it needs to be some balance. Like, I mean, if, you it big, if you a single mom and you out here dating, you don't need to be talking to your kid about your date last night and how the bullshit this nigga did. Like, <laughs> and it's parents feel... who've done that, y'all. Like, it's parents yeah. who ripped so many band-aids off a of kid. You, I mean, that sounds preposterous uh, and from the jump, but it's parents who be doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Tripping, tripping, tripping. It's about ba- it's a balance. You have to find the balance between being open and honest with your kids, and also having the ba- appropriate boundaries. Yeah. Um. Next question: Which app did you start your social media life on? Facebook, Kick, Snapchat, Instagram, Telegram, Twitter, MySpace, none of the above. Oh. So, the people who commented are people who are old enough to supersede this whole list. So <laughs> let's get these answers. Yahoo chat rooms, M-I-R-C, AOL, uh, College Club, Black Planet, oh, wow. I MSN, Washington, D.C. chat. <laughs> the fuck is that? I guess you got to be there. Well, when you was on MSN, it, you get to choose the location that you oh. wanted to be chatting in. And, you know, you hit people and be like, hey, ASL. Oh, yep. location. Eight six location. <laughs> oh my God, club. we're old. <laughs> we are. High school club. Um, that's about it. My Yahoo chat is where I thrived at. Yeah. And then Black Planet. What was the one that had the flower for the um emblem? What was it? Oh, it was no. like a yellow flower. No idea. I don't know what you mean. Uh, I have to look it up. I don't know. This is my last one. And and this is the most preposterous one ever. It's from the med, the WAP video. Imagine being mad at women for liking a song that puts them in the mood to come put it on you. Like, I don't get it. Uh, that, that song does not put me in the mood. No, nothing puts you in the damn mood. That's Why not you- true. Something very specific puts you in the mood. <laughs> not it ain't a song. It's not. Well, I wouldn't say not a song. Not so, that goddamn song. It's the song that'll come on that make you look at your dude and be like, come on, let's get it. It's a song that would do that. 
know. You gotta have a perfect storm event. The, the, the series you was watching had to have a good series, and then you gotta be in a good mood. Your meal had to have been good. He gotta have on the right fragrance. The dogs gotta have not been barking today. Your it's bills all gotta be paid up. <laughs> and then it's not that specific. Then maybe two or three things will turn you on. But the WAP isn't even. Well, I don't. What about that song will make you want to go have sex with your dude? I don't know. I figure I I feel like your woman gonna come running in the room, jumping on the living room floor, shaking it in front of you. Yeah, that's what it would do. More than yeah, <laughs> and and then that'll make you want to put it on her. I guess I don't know. I guess I don't. But you know, there are some women who get empowered by this music. It's some women who be like, okay, I'm finna go show him why he pay the bills. I guess. Like that, that that'll be my first story is that song. So we that's a good segue into All right, let's transition over into it. Oh you know, I don't I feel like I've gotten to the age where it's gonna be certain songs that I'm just not gonna rock with because I'm just like why? And I feel like WAP is one of them songs, like a WAP, whatever. How the fuck you say it? I um, I didn't even finish watching the video. When I started watching the video and saw what they were doing in the video and saw what the, the song was about, I was like, oh, okay, this ain't for me. Like, And it ain't even about, you know, I'm all for women taking control of their sexuality or whatever, but, like, I don't know. The whole song to me is just talking about the things that they exchange for vagina. Like, that's it. Like, you know, I don't have to cook and clean because I have sex with him. He pay all of the bills because I have sex with him and my sex is good. Like, I don't, eh, it didn't resonate with me. I don't give a, I don't really have an issue with the song. I don't really care. Um, it just ain't for me. It's one of them songs that I was immediately like, nope. And, I mean, I like Savage by Meg, so I'm not going to say I don't like none of her music, but this was just too much for me. And I think that has something to do. It's one of those situations where I feel like I didn't got old enough to be like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. <laughs> like, I feel like this is just one of them situations. Because I remember being in college, going to parties, and them playing nasty-ass songs, and me being on the floor like, yeah, girl. <laughs> like, with it. And I, I think I just got older where I'm just like, this shit is stupid. But I'm not going to ruin that for, like, people who are younger that, like, that's what they want to do. Because I was there, like, I rem- all of Ying Yang Twin songs that played in the, <laughs> in the club, oh, my God, the Wait, that Whisper song, that Whisper song was nasty shit. Wait, wait till you see my dick. <laughs> yeah, men get to bring, men get to bring a, uh, the same sexual energy to a song, and it's fine, it become a club banger. But women bring in the energy to this song, it becomes criticized as, you know, you over-sexualizing. What kind of example are you for your daughters? Kaya, My Neck, My Back was a big-ass song. That was a huge song when it came out. So, I mean, it's been women making nasty songs prior to this. I feel like I was just in a different place in my life when those songs came out. Because this song, I was just like, what? All right. Like, why? For why? That was my reaction. And like I said, I didn't even finish watching the video because I was like, oh, okay, I see what this is. And I don't need to see any more. <laughs> but I was one of them people like Kaya songs, Yin Yang Twins, 
uh, don't trust no one. Don't trust no niggas. Came on. I was on the floor. Even if I was like, girl, we need to go. I'm tired. If that song came on, I was back on the floor. <laughs> so, like, like I said, I there was a place in my life where I listened to music like that, and it was cool. Where I'm at now, I'm just like, girl, okay. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much for me. So I don't really care. It it wasn't made for me. That's how it most of this music now, when I hear it and I'm like, this is bullshit. It wasn't made for me. That's how I look at it. It wasn't made for me. That song's not for me. Yeah. But I did like Savage before Beyonce got on it. I like just Savage. I like that song. And I feel like that song is more empowering to me than this shit. But I think this empowers a certain group of women. I don't think it's meant to empower every woman. I don't think it empowers everyone. But this video, if you if you would have kept watching, it has a whole bunch of cameos in it. Yeah, I heard about of it. women just dancing. I mean, like Kylie, and that was a, it's like Kylie in it. All right, that really I mean, made me not interested. I mean, yeah, but it's a whole bunch of more people that in their own right that have music careers, and that's just you know may not be to that level of uh, raunchy that Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B are, you know. But I mean, I'm a I'm an advocate for women who want to take take hold of their sexuality and uh, even in the extremes. I'm not gonna be somebody like I would want my daughter at some point to be comfortable enough in her life to do this if she wanted to. Um, ideally, I won't want her to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I want her to use her I, I want her to use her brain. Um, or whatever she found value, her body if it was an athlete or whatever. But I want my I want whoever I had in my life to have the confidence to 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 know that she can do what she want to do and she don't need nobody telling her not to do it. I just hate when taking control of your sexuality becomes synonymous with just being raunchy as fuck. Like I don't feel like it don't I mean it takes all of that. But to do that. But there's women in business suits that got control of their sexuality. I'm, this is just a version of a woman having control of their sexuality. This is not synonymous with it. This is just a part of the range of what somebody having control of their sexuality look like. Sometimes having control of your sexuality is becoming a stripper. Sometimes it's having a whole bunch of discreet sub men that you know you call to your house to have uh, to act out scenes with. Like it just, it's a range. I don't think we can look at it and be like, oh, this is what a woman grabbing her sexuality look like. Oh, that's why that's why we need to subdue the shit. And that's what it seemed like men be doing when, in these situations. It's like, you know, uh, is this what it looks like? No. But <clears throat> men ain't never been interested in giving up that power. No way. You know, men want to be able to say, you know, these are your limits, you know. And I think that this video is just a representation of them saying, I don't give a fuck. Like, what do you think, like, uh, what do you think, I can't never think of this dude's name. What is, uh, Cardi B dude's name? Quavo? Offset? Like, what do you think he think about it? Do you think that he's okay with it because this is his lady? I think he's okay with it because I think that Quavo the kind of nigga that would just be okay with this shit anyway. (laughs) Like, I think the kind of nigga he is, he would be alright with it because Cardi... This ain't her first raunchy shit. Like, Cardi's raunchy. And he knew that going into getting with her. So, like, he obviously is somebody that don't care about that. Because if he was, he wouldn't have never been dating, married her to her in the first place. Cardi just raunchy ass person. When she was on fucking, um, 
But was love and hip hop. Like he got with her knowing that she was like this, so he obviously with it. Mm-hmm. Cause he wouldn't have dated her otherwise. It ain't like it was a uh, boom surprise. I'm wrong. She was. He knew. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. So I don't think he give a shit. But I think there are a group of men who would care, and that, and those men would never date Cardi for that reason. And there's a group of men that care so much that they would criticize Cardi and Megan for creating a video like this. When it ain't like they ain't watching the video. Like, I I hope those same men don't go to strip clubs. I hope those same men only do missionary. I hope those same men don't value when they want. Like, I just don't understand the argument. And that goes along back to that tweet. You know, men are mad over a video that, that make women want to come and put it on them. Like, it's like, men, you want this, but you also don't want this. Like, how do you want this? How do you want women to do this just when they in front of you, but not generally? And what if you don't get to have any of it if all of it was going away? They won't want that either. I just don't understand, man. I don't understand. Like, if you don't want your kids watching this shit, then that's a supervision issue. Just block all their YouTube and all their shit so that they can't watch videos they ain't supposed to. Um, TikTok. You know Trump's trying to ban TikTok and shit, Yeah, right? now they suing him. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, like, I've been doing some research to kind of try to figure out what the problem with TikTok is. And it's not like it's not a problem, potentially. Uh, it is a problem in terms of uh, China. This is a Chinese-owned company, right? And this company, this communist country, China, who monitors everything, all kind of social media, has uh, forced legislation that makes it mandatory for companies that hold applications to send them data. And that means that Everybody who has TikTok on their phone, the Chinese government can be sent data about your locations. It can be sent data about who you text. It can all of the permissions that you allow on a phone can be found out by China. Now that's different when you're talking about Facebook finding out all your information because legally it's only so much shit that Facebook can even do with your information. You know, so when Messenger came out and people was like, I ain't installing that on my phone. Look at all these permissions that they asked for. Uh, in China, they can actually take your information, and and that's a problem because it's a foreign government. The last thing you want is for an app on all of our phones in America to be gathered by a foreign government to do what they want with it, and that's what the issue is with TikTok. Um, so the military is banned TikTok. You can't have TikTok on your phone if you're in the military. And so... The issue is that, like, so right now, everybody hates Trump so much that anything Trump probably try to do, motherfuckers look at the negative side of it first. Uh, the problem is, Trump, even if Trump trying to do something good, he always go too fucking far. And, and this ain't, and the issue is that people try to make this out to be a racist thing because, you know, all that Kung flu shit and just how insensitive he be towards other cultures and Asians. Um, but this in itself ain't a race thing. But when the motherfucker who is passing the legislation is notoriously racist and insensitive towards other cultures, what is other people supposed to think? Like there has to be a component of him wanting to do this that 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 maybe 
it don't change how he's doing it, but it must make him feel fucking good about it, you know, to do it, knowing that, you know, he don't fuck with Chinese people anyway because of coronavirus and all shit you've been talking about. Him. Um, the next part of that is that um, he was talking about the only way that they won't ban TikTok in 45 days is if an American company becomes the um, the owner of the company. And then he said that if uh, an American company becomes the owner of the company, then that company should give the American government a cut of that money because they the ones that make the deal happen. And so it's just preposterous that mm-hmm. if you believe in fucking democracy and you believe in small government, you can't be an advocate for the government telling this company and telling America that you can't use this app and then trying to con that app to being owned by Americans and then making that private company pay the government for using its political power to make that happen. It makes it seem like uh, corruption. It makes it seem like you used your power to take this co- a company away from a foreign power in order for you to capitalize off of it as a government. Like, this is the issue with Republicans right now for me. I don't know what the fuck they believe in. They used to believe in small government. They used to believe in uh, uh, cohesive um, nations and world United Nations. They used to believe in family values. And, and now I don't know what none of my friends believe that that the few that support Trump because it goes against who I know they are as a person to be supporting Trump and the shit he's doing based on what their history has been. And it's problematic. And I don't think that, that we should be really encouraging this shit from a leader and a democracy. You know? If we think it's a problem, we should just not put TikTok on our phone. But it ain't supposed to be the government's job to tell us what we can and can't do. But the fact that so many people are okay with the government telling us what to do because they support Trump to this degree. But they're not, though. Because when the government tells you to put your fucking mask on to save people, y'all out here in the streets showing your ass. They just want to do what the fuck they want to do, and that's stupid. They want to do what they want to do. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that's that's my... That's it on that part. Well, since we're on the Trump train, did you see what he said about John Lewis? Um. Oh, that Axios interview. Yes. That Axios interview was really crazy. The fact that he would say, basically, one, John Lewis wasn't special because a lot of others did what he, you know, or a lot of others were out there too, to to devalue his contribution and then also to say i don't really know him he didn't come to my inauguration like the president of the united states literally sat up there and said that petty ass shit he didn't come to my inauguration so a lot of people didn't come to your fucking inauguration you remember how sparse that shit was he was in a he was in good company of people that did not come to that shit are you like just the fact that he just do stuff like that and say things, it's just like, it don't matter what good he do. He does so, it's, it get lost in all of the bullshit that you can't even pull it out of it. It's so much surrounding it. It's like a, a, an island in the middle of a pool of acid. 
Yes, that island is cool if you can get to this shit. <laughs> On the way there, though, you're going to burn your ass off. Like, it's... Oh, Jesus. I get so tired of him. I saw that. First, I saw it in a headline, and I was like, I know this nigga did not say this petty ass shit. Like, you mad because he ain't coming on. This man is dead and lived his life fighting for civil rights, and the best thing that you have to say about him is, well, he didn't come to my inauguration. Fuck you and your inauguration. Oh, my God. It's it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. He's also signed signed an executive order uh, on multiple executive orders regarding the stimulus since Congress didn't pass one. And I really feel like it's a political stunt. Mm-hmm. I think that he November's close. Yeah, I think that is it's problematic enough that Congress is gonna have to come back to figure this shit out. Um but one thing that they did was the Republicans put in their coronavirus bill relief. Uh the construct not the Republicans, but the White House put this in it. Uh, the construction of a new FBI building that would be built across the street from Trump Tower, uh, which is exactly where it is now. But uh, they're they thinking that it has something to do with the real estate of it, like making sure that the real estate cost of Trump Towers would be held. Like, I just don't understand how people don't see that Trump is using this for his own personal gain, whether it's his personality and narcissism or ego, um, or if it's actually financial gain for himself. is it's fucking, it's really disgusting, man. I, I don't even really use that word to talk about shit, but the fact that people can't understand what he's doing, like, he's literally saying anything he can to make his base believe that he's doing shit that he can't do. He just, he said, we got a new health uh, care plan coming out. What the fuck is that? You know? Um, But, you know, whatever. Fuck Trump. Yeah, Good shit. Uh, so Joe Biden made a gaffe recently. They call it a gaffe. He keeps saying shit about black folks. You know what he said? About, um, Hispanic people, is it Hispanic people and black folks? Yeah, he said yeah. that Hispanic, this Hispanic community is much more diverse. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't fucking wrong. Okay. Now, the Trump campaign jumped on that shit like, oh, Joe Biden is racist. He don't know what he'd be saying. He wasn't wrong. The Latino community is much more diverse in how they vote. There's a shitload more Republican Latino people than it is black people. 29% of the population in Latino community voted for Trump, 8% in the black community. There are a lot of Latinos who are single issue voters regarding immigration because they are legal citizens and they don't they want a wall. Like they don't want illegal immigrants to be able to become immigrants immediately. You know, it's a lot of people that are are Latino that don't want that shit. You know? So he didn't lie. He didn't tell a falsehood, but he probably need to stop re- talking about race <laughs> and and freestyling about it cuz he fucking up. Now, I just wanted to say about Joe Biden that I we can go back on the podcast and say that I don't fuck with Joe Biden. I don't want Joe Biden to run. This was before he got into runnings. 
I was like, I hope Joe Biden sit his fucking ass at home because we don't need no other old ass white man trying to figure out how to tell us what the fuck to do in this country. But then he showed up. And then the debates happened. And then all of these motherfuckers started dropping out. And then it looked like the front runner was going to be Joe Biden. And I don't care what Democrat it would be. I'm not voting for that person. I'm voting for the Democratic power to have party to have power. There has been a lot of balance missing in our politics over the last since the 1980s. There has not been a lot of balance when it comes to Republicans and Democrats and Republicans have been trying their best to curve our society into what they want it to be. The image that they believe our society should be. But you know what? To me, that is not respecting democracy. The idea behind democracy is that there will be two opposing forces and the people who lead are supposed to be making sure that they find middle ground for both of those sides. It's not to change the world to your way of thinking because it's what you want in spite of a whole other half of the population who wants to be and needs to be included. And Trump ain't trying to accommodate that idea. He's not trying to accommodate democracy, nor are his followers trying to accommodate democracy. Because if they did, they would respect the fact that you can get as much of you ca- as you can by legislation, but you're going to lose a little bit because the other side needs something different. And so it's just been really, really difficult to accept people being okay with Trump and using whatever issues they have with Biden's racism, Biden's crime bill. Look, ain't no white savior coming to save nobody in the goddamn black community through the presidency. Nobody. If Barack Obama couldn't save black folks through it, then nobody can't save black folks through it. And who gives a fuck right now? You know, Biden ain't as bad as motherfuckers making him out the scene, but the Republicans, when they put a propaganda campaign on you, when they put that target on your back, they really good at making a regular person seem like they really, really, really ain't shit. And the Democratic Party don't play those kind of tactics, not to that level. You know, even a, a, a prominent never-Trumper, uh, I think his name is Scott something, but he be on CNN. He's a never-Trumper, but he's a conservative. And he said that the problem that Democrats are having this problem is because they are not willing to do what it takes to win. Democrats are all about principle and what's right, but Republicans came to win. If we got to change some of our ways of thinking to win, we're going to do it. And that's what Republicans do. They seek to win. And and that mentality is a problem when it comes to Trump because we don't need another four years of Trump. I don't think our country can sustain another four years with Trump, to be honest. And the reality is Joe Biden is just a motherfucker who is on the other side of the situation that we got to figure out. And, And this is the thing. I don't think not voting for Joe Biden is the problem. I think that What I think should happen is that everybody who wants something different than Trump should vote for Joe Biden. But, you know, you politically castrate somebody if you don't vote for uh, during the midterms. So what I think should happen is that we should hold our vote during the midterms if he's not doing what the black community need and let him fail at the midterms. That way he can't get shit passed. Let the Republicans win the House and the Senate back. Once they win the House and the Senate back, I mean, it's going to be fuckery on y'all local level, whoever y'all let them Republicans win. But at least Joe Biden will know 
And every other politician will know that, damn, if the black community hold their votes, then this is how it looks. Because the reality is, I just don't, I mean, I don't know what a political spectrum is going to look like if Joe Biden wins and is able to have the House and the Senate and the executive branch. Man, that's going to be, I don't know what he would do, but it's a lot of legislation that could be passed. Um, and I think that, that that'll be a good thing, uh, but not because it's Joe Biden, but because it, it would be a good thing for anybody. It's a lot of shit that Trump got rolling that we need to start unrolling right now if we give a fuck about our society as it is. But that's it for that one. Um, so I think this is T.I.'s stepdaughter, but it's Tiny's daughter, Zonique. Zonique. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. So she pregnant by her little rapper boyfriend. That's fine. I don't really give a fuck. But what I do care about is she did an interview and she was, I guess they asked her about marriage and she was like, well, I feel like that's a much bigger commitment than a child. What? (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. Like, (coughs) excuse me, my allergies, this fucking wasp. Anyway, um, I don't know how you could think a marriage is a bigger commitment than a baby. You could leave a marriage at any goddamn time. I mean, you can technically leave your kids, I guess, by giving up custody of them. But, like, (laughs) marriage to me is not a bigger commitment than raising a human with a whole nother person. Or deciding to take part of this person's DNA to put with your DNA to create something. You don't even know what the fuck the mixture is going to be, what it's going to look like. <laughs> like. For me, that's a much bigger commitment than marriage. And maybe it's because I just marriage ain't that big of a deal to me. But, like, that just doesn't even, <laughs> that doesn't compute for me. I don't, I think people look at marriage wrong. Like, people look at marriage as the, once you get married, the beginning to the end is the the marriage. I don't think, I think marriage is the event. Marriage is not the relationship. Yeah. You know, like, marriage in itself as an event ain't shit at all. But if you have to talk about the difference between raising a child and raising, not raising, but um, managing your, your relationship kids is the most important the most critical i mean it's a dependent whole dependent being that has no options in whether they connect with you or not that you got to take care of legally yep. the other person can leave you when they get ready and they don't have to divorce you they can just fucking disappear if they want to good they have that option they don't they're not they're only bound to you by a piece of paper but not for real a child is your responsibility and choosing a fuckboy for, like, a husband and choosing a fuckboy for a father to your child is, is it hit differently. Like, you dealing with fuckboy type shit is very different from a child in their developmental stages having a father who doing bullshit <laughs> or who ain't around at all. Um, so, like, I just, that statement did not make any sense to me. Like, at all. And I get maybe people giving you a hard time because you're pregnant and you're not married. I don't even know who the fuck even cares about that in twenty in the year of our Lord 2020 because it's so many people that's having babies out of wedlock. Wedlock, I mean, it's just such an old 
term anyway. So, like, I get people might be pressing her about that. Your response does not need to be that, though. Because there is no way on God's green earth that this kid is going to be less of a responsibility than if you were to marry this man. I'm sorry. It's not. You're crazy. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Um, A child, that's forever. That's forever. You, your grown children be out here fucking up and and <laughs> you having to deal with that shit. Like, to one of y'all die, it's a whole different thing than a relationship that e- either party can walk away from at any point, and you never see that motherfucker again. Like, it won't ever be like it's whatever. It's different. So I don't know, and like a lot of people were amen in her and I'm just like y'all are dumb as fuck like it's a lot of dummies <laughs> who think this way like y'all are crazy well a lot of these kids be coming through for therapy and be fucked up cause you think the marriage is more important than raising the goddamn child got your priorities fucked up speaking of fucked up priorities uh, oh, the school in Georgia Oh my God! Had a uh, student take a picture of the hallway during COVID, and it just showed a bunch of kids packed in back to back, a bunch of them with no masks on. And the school's response was to suspend the student that posted the picture. Now, that is policy. You can't take a picture of another minor in a school and post it somewhere without those that minor's permission. That is illegal. Uh, and it's in every school handbook. But well, they this was her with retaliation. They they said she broke three different rules. Was she? Did you see the interview she did? Mm-hmm. She admitted that she broke the rule about taking a picture of people without their permission. But she said she did not break the other two rules that they said. Yeah, this was re- clearly retaliation. Yep. Because it made them look bad. Too, because. <laughs> Georgia's like the uh, was it the board of education had a whole like 250 fucking people out with COVID yeah <laughs> and you you got key and like the school did you see what the school's response was to the picture saying it was taken out of context the kids aren't in the hallway that long if you've ever been to high school you know that in between classes it's like what you get about five minutes but in that five minutes you talk to your friends you go to your locker and talk to the people who lockers is around you. Like, you do a lot in them five minutes social-wise that would entail you breathing on the motherfucker. Passing around COVID if somebody got it. It shows how ill-prepared we have been for this. It shows that, I mean, they could have had all the students A through D start to go and then students like, like, yeah, you lose 20 minutes out of class doing that. But in order to protect kids, there could have been so many sit-down conversations about what to do. But everybody tried to attack this very intricate problem with a hammer. And now that we're trying to figure it out, they don't know what the fuck to do and how the fuck to figure it out. And this is the result of it. And I don't feel bad for none of these motherfuckers. Oh, hell no. I mean, and Man, fuck, fuck them for, for suspending that girl. Like, really, y'all gonna suspend her? I hope the people who suspended her get COVID through their ass. <laughs> I don't even know if it worked like that. I don't think that it does. 
How you know? If somebody with COVID lick your booty, you don't think you're going to get sick? <laughs> I'm not even going to address that. Um, so Nick Cannon is endorsing Kanye West. <laughs> and I'm just like, my dude. I wanted to read this post. Corey Hardrick, 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 Hardrick. He's married to Tia from Tia and Tamara. Oh, the black uh, dude who be used to be in all the TV shows, but yes, only when it was about to get canceled. Yes. Yeah. Him. I just want to read a post that he made. Um, this is, uh, I guess this was towards Kanye is who he's speaking to. Stop playing with us, dude. Been following this, getting my information in order, and Kanye is being used by Trump and the GOP to peel off votes. This is wildly dangerous. He will automatically take 3% of the votes from Biden just being on ballots. This will be catastrophic for the people come November. Also, the future of America is in jeopardy this election. Literally life or death for us all. I will never tell another man what he can't do, but this is some clown shit, Kanye. Where your soul at, homie? Oh, my bad. You sold it. Fuck you. All you enablers. Fuck them, too. This is the devil's work. <laughs> Damn. Not only was he black in the TV shows, he's black in real life. He's black in real life. <laughs> this shit don't play. Like, he, Kanye, has gotten on the ballot in some... Now, listen, and the thing about it, for people who, who like Nick Cannon saying that they're gonna, well, he's got my vote, he is not able to get on enough ballots for him to even win, okay? He has been able to get on the ballots in some... It ain't even states with a lot of electoral votes. Like, there's no way that Kanye West is going to win the presidency. That's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. So, voting for him is not doing shit <laughs> but taking away a vote um, from Biden. That's all that is because Kanye ain't gonna win. Like, he, he can't win because he didn't, uh, he waited so long to whatever that process is for him to get on the ballot. Most places he's not even able to get on the ballot. It's a few places he, he's been able to do that. Very few. Where his name gonna even fucking show up? Mm, you said two names. I don't give no fuck about Kanye West and Nick Cannon. <laughs> I do not give a fuck about them motherfuckers talking. <laughs> Ain't Nick got enough going on with his whole that whole anti-Semite and him losing his show and shit? Like you got bigger fish to fry, homeboy. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He on the mass Singer. Them chicks ain't gonna start coming. Is that a popular show though? Hell yeah. I don't like it, but it's popular. Uh-huh. I just like an episode and it, it just eh. <laughs> isn't, you know. Popular. Then connect with my spirit, so I didn't watch it no more. Yeah. So Um, that's all I had. I ain't got nothing else. I don't either. Um, you got anything on your mind? My arm hurts. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll overcome that that I, struggle. Yeah. It's been a bad weekend. <laughs> and it's the same. Oh, it's the the thumb is on the same arm as the beast thing. <laughs> Damn. 
this whole arm is just out of commission right now. <laughs> it's just over. Yeah. Uh, well, if you ain't got nothing else on your mind. I don't. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.